How's everybody doing? Great. So, everybody's doing good? Amen. amen, amen, amen. So just like Pastor Tom said, God put it in my heart to speak this word. I've been dwelling on it for about a month and a half, I think. And it's very powerful. And so I was really honored to be here to, you know, speak this word to you guys. Amen. So today God put it in my heart to talk about how to reject rejection. So we are going to learn how to fight and overcome it, right? So I just want to start off by saying, and we, I feel that we need to really recognize that the root of rejection comes from trauma. Whether you've gone through abuse, you know, physical, verbal, and maybe just a horrible experience, the root of that is trauma. And I'll be the first to admit that healing through any kind of trauma is extremely difficult, but it's not impossible to overcome. But the good thing is, is that we have God and we don't go through it alone. God is right there here with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the first thing I want you guys to know is that it won't happen quickly. So if you're looking for a quick fix, it's not going to happen. There is purpose in that time of grieving. Embrace it. Let it happen. Because nine times out of ten, God is molding your character in that specific dark valley. A lot of times we don't recognize that when we go through specific traumas, we start to develop a character, a character that's not ours, a character that God didn't want us to have. It was a character that the enemy molded in us in that time of grieving. So what God wants to do is break it and mold our character into the character that he wants for us. Amen. He allows it so we can go through the grief and so that he can fill you up with his strength and show you that you have no choice but to lean on him and only his comfort. In Psalm 71, 20 to 21 says, it says, though, I have made, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. So just know you would heal but in his beautiful and perfect timing. One way that I learned how to reject rejection is to expect that it's going to happen. We need to recognize and accept the fact that in this world, we are not going to be liked. We are not going to be accepted and that anyone can fail us. So that means our friends, our coworkers, our parents, and even you can fail you. And I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm pretty sure you know this, but it hurts and it's not easy. But God, God will never fail you. Psalms 27 through 10 says, Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. The Lord will indeed receive you. See, I love this translation so much because it says receive, which is the complete opposite of rejection. Y'all see that? But why do I say that we need to expect that we will get rejected and abandoned by this world and the people that we love? Because when we are aware and alert, we can prepare. Say it with me. Prepare. Right? It makes it harder for the enemy to catch us by surprise. And by doing so, we are allowing the Holy Spirit to guard and protect our hearts. Amen? Amen. But before we continue, I want you guys to know something. Sometimes God allows for people to reject us. God doesn't do it. It's in our fleshly and sinful nature to hurt others and be selfish. And sometimes God allows it. So let me break it down. Sometimes God allows your boyfriend to leave you or he allows your best friend to stab you in the back. And sometimes he allows your dad or your mom to leave you in the most important time in your life where he allows your boss to fire you when you're needing the money the most. Now, you might be asking, why would God allow that, right? 
Why would God take the most important people or things out of my life? Well, for starters, God sees that whatever the enemy can use for bad, God can use it for good. And number two, he took all those people and things to make way for you to be able to see him face to face. Because let me tell you, God, my God, is a jealous God right? My God is a jealous God. And, and when he sees that, that you're allowing the, these people and to influence you and, and allow these other people's judgments in your life and not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he's like, oh no, not my child enemy. You're going to need to get far away from her, him or her. And, and so when he sees the enemy trying to bring you down, he's like, I'm going to allow it, but enemy, you're not going to have the last word. But he allows it to make you aware that he needs to be at the center of your life so that you can see him, so that you can feel him close to you, and so that you can hear his voice and the commands that he gives you to live your life according to his perfect will. And when you prioritize him over everything and do what he says is right, it is then where he can restore families and, and bless you with an even better job because, and bless you with godly friendships and more. Listen, I'm not ashamed to stand here today and say that I am a walking and breathing testimony of this. God allowed my mother mother to leave me, my my father to abandon me, my best friends of six years to turn their back on me, my sister who was one of the most important people in my life to hurt me, and my family to talk about me behind my back and reject who I was and my lifestyle because I wanted to follow the ways of the Lord. And oh, on top of that, while all of this was going on, I lost my job, which I thought I was going places, and I was just about to get a big promotion, so I thought. God allowed all of it to happen for a season so that I can see him because with all those people and things in my view, I couldn't see him. I couldn't hear his voice. And and he was all the way at the back of the line. And because he was so far, I couldn't hear his voice. It was so blurred out. But when all of that came tumbling down and all the people left, there was only God. Right? Literally. But, But when I was able to hear his voice and where he wanted to take me, I was able to go through the grieving and and get some healing. And believe me, I'm still healing. He was able to mold my character and teach me how to fight the enemy. My relationship with my sister was restored, and and now she serves the Lord. Hallelujah. Here today in this church. Amen. My relationship with my parents are getting better, and and God bless me with a job where I can see myself growing, bless me with godly friendships, and those are the ones who really got my back, you know. They got my back in prayer, they hold me accountable when I'm slipping up, and they help to remind me who I am in Christ. Those are godly friendships, and and you might be thinking, you know, you might be surrounded in a group of friends and and feel, um, you know, out of place, and they might not do anything wrong to you, but you you feel that you're not, you know, you're not comfortable, you feel like an outcast, and maybe you should listen to to that gut feeling because maybe that's God let, trying to let you know that you know you need to move away you need to surround yourself with, with godly influences that will help bring you in your relationship with Christ you know Hallelujah. the main thing though that I learned and, and I believe is the most important thing in every fight in life is that it's the fight is not against flesh and blood it's not against our brothers and sisters it's against the evil rulers and mighty powers in this dark world by the way it says it in ephesians 6 to 12 we could bring it up for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms 
the main goal the enemy wants to accomplish is for us to hate the people that hurt us and to reject them the same way that he makes us feel they do. You see how funny that is? So that everyone just hates each other. The enemy is intimidated by our purpose, so he wants to bring us down and make us feel unworthy. And, and I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who came here seeking affirmation today, but God wants you to know that he chose you. He says, I choose you. He chose you to be here today to hear that he has not rejected you. In fact, he's been here the whole time and he's here now in your time of questioning in your time of fear he chose you for a purpose whether he called you to do something small or big whether if it's he he, it's a purpose and he's right there in that purpose because guess what you can't do it without him even though you can't see him whatever you you cannot do cannot whatever you do cannot get done without him so so what that means is that whatever you accomplish for the kingdom of god he is the ceo of that company you know that you know in a company you have to you know you have to take everything to the ceo for everything to get approved it is the same exact way when you're walking with god it's the same way god will always be there and he will never reject you but the enemy tries to destroy you however he can so we cannot fulfill the purpose but guess what God showed me how to cheat the system of the enemy. Watch this. Who here knows what agape means? It's the Greek. It's Greek for unconditional love. It means I love you, period, the way that God loves us, no matter what we do. Do you know that when, when people hurt us, they don't know what they do? Just like the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And others are so deep in their sins, and, and they see nothing wrong with what they do, so they feel no remorse. Most of the times it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And other times it has everything to do with who we represent. Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's not forget that. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we represent God, right? But guess what? I'm going to tell you something you might not want to hear right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. God calls us to forgive regardless. Regardless of what they do, he tells us to pray for them and and, and to pray that God has mercy for them and for God to forgive them. Listen, God, Jesus on the cross told God to forgive the people that were killing him, to forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And the moment that we stop being angry with, with our brothers and sisters and being angry with the person who you should really be angry with, because it's okay to be angry, but be angry with the right person. The person who steals and kills and destroys, he can use those people to tell you, look, your mom is going to leave you again, or, or your dad still doesn't love you, or, or no one likes you, and you're never going to make it in life, and you can be able to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of, of God, the same way Jesus did in the desert with the devil, and you can be able to look at him in his face and say, you might be right. They might leave me, and they might love me, but you know who does? Do you know who does? My God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Abba, my Father, loves me. And he will never leave me. I can lose everything and he will still be my comfort. You want me to hate them? But, this, but that's not who I am. I am who God says I am. He calls me to forgive, so that's what I'm going to do. If he calls me to love them, no matter what, that's exactly what I'm going to do. If he calls me to be an example of him, I'm going to try with my hardest, with every last breath that I breathe to do so because he is my God, and I listen to him, not you, enemy. I reject you, enemy, in the name of Jesus. Leave me alone. Listen, the moment that we take our eyes off the people, because God takes care of that. Remember, vengeance is not ours. It says it in Psalms 27, 2 to 3. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, my enemies and my foes, who will, it's my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. 
Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Listen, God got you. But when we take our eyes off of the people and give the hurt and pain to Jesus and forgive them and love them unconditionally the way that God loves us, we can be filled with his peace and and security and God, and, and there won't be room for the enemy to creep in with rejection because your focus will be so far away from the lies of the enemy when you're following the will of God. Because nothing else matters. You wouldn't believe the power in just saying, I'm sorry, and, and I forgive you to the people that hurt you. And by doing so, our light can, the light that's inside of us can shine bright the way that God intended it to shine, which, which is the ultimate goal, right? You, you can be living your best life, the life that God intended us to live. Amen? Amen. God is so good. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I know it was quick, but honestly, that's more than enough, and that's all that we need. And as I invite the worship team up, I want us to stand and and lift our arms if you have to, close your eyes if you have to, do whatever you need to do to go to that place with you and God and fully open our hearts to let God receive you and for you to fully receive God. And, and, let, and let God remove every ounce of rejection to fully embrace the love and security that God has to offer you. Let's worship. <laughs>